We will continue to manage complex e-solutions for today's bottom line focused information workers. This is the Generic Live Show. Our time! <laughs> the Generic Live Show. Thanks everyone for joining me. That's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek IO. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure as per always. We're doing the Geek The Generic Live Show. I keep doing that. We are doing the Generic Live Show. Thanks everyone for joining me. It's been, it's been a fun show so far. We've had, we've had a lot of fun. And a lot more fun is to be had. Uh, before we get to information on the Chinese hoax call that you should become aware of where if we forgot to do this last hour so we're gonna do it this hour it's time for this is not my show or is it i forget i can't remember 1974, 1981, 2001, 1941, 704. Is it the same as you remember? Or is it the same as it ever was? It's an hour too special of and everything really uh, to take you back to a particular part of the time and see if it's the same as you remember or it's the same as it ever was I guarantee you I probably hadn't been born yet so we're just gonna get that joke out of the way I definitely hadn't been born yet I don't I don't think my par- even my parents had been born yet by this point but anyway we're going back in time to January of 1957 that's right 1957 that's right. Back in 1957, when they all talked like this. Remember a time, okay. Remember a time when that was an actual voice? Remember a time when that was actually a time where that voice was used commonly and acceptably? That over the top, and now they're coming down the freeway, and look at this, I'm now doing a traffic report with this voice. Like, that was a legitimate time in error that people used that voice. Of course, the writer says, I remember that from cartoons. Yeah, like, I remember that from cartoons, me growing up too. Like, it's, it's that silly voice, but again, people legitimately talked like that. Anyway, neither here nor there. And back, <laughs> that's not, that, did, that voice didn't debut in 1957. 1957... But on January 1st, Benjamin Britten's ballot Prince and Papua premieres in London, paper with a U. Uh, France returns Tsar becomes... Uh, French returns Tsar to becomes 10th state of German federal representatives. International ge- geophysical year begins... But for some reason, uh, International Geophysical Year begins J- 
January 1st, 1957, and ends on June 30th, 1958. It's an 18-month year. How is it an 18-month year? Uh, or a radio drama or something. Oh, I, I haven't gotten on to a radio drama in a while. I used to listen to a lot of radio dramas when I was at my desk working. <laughs> I need to do that again. I don't know how uh, the International Geophysical Year uh, lasted 18 months, though. That's an interesting question. Also, January 1st, Georgetown, Penang, becomes the first city by royal charter granted by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. An Irish Republican Army IRA uh, unit attacks Brookborough, R-U-C, Barracks in one of the most famous incidents in the IRA's Operation Harvest. Uh, January 3rd, 1957, the first electric watch was introduced by Lancaster PA. Or Lancaster PA, really, would be, would be what it is. January 5th, US President Elchenhauer asks Congress to send troops to the Middle East. Across the writer says, I want to write and produce one, but I'm not good at voices, so I'll have to practice. Uh, I'm not good at writing, so there you go. I don't... I'm okay at best at voices. If I have, like, a pot of water or something beside me and I, I can sip away at it and I can last voice for two and a half hours like I did. Okay, if you want to... If you want... If, if, if someone wants to hire me for voice work... Go back, I can't remember the episode number, but go back to the Halloween episode this last year of the Geek I.O. show. The Geek I.O. show Manipool crossover, where we did a one-shot D&D, I think it was D&D at the time, D&D thing, uh, game, where it was a one-shot and it was like a nighttime thing. And I decided to play a royalty-free, legally distinct vampire... Cinderella, and the, the voice sounded like this, and she talked like with a bit of a croak in her voice as well. For two and a half hours, I did that voice. That was that was tough. Oh, and I used to play uh, a uh, really bad American uh, bard on the Manipool too. The Manipool killing it at the moment too. So yeah, this is the Manipool. Anyway. That's a side. That's a side plug. Uh, January 9th, nineteen fifty-seven, Dutch Newspaper Society expels communist daily paper Truth. I don't know what that's meant to mean, but there you go. That's uh, not true anymore. <laughs> that's where fake news really started. Is the uh, is that newspaper? Uh, hey, alternative facts. Sorry, my bad. Uh, January 10th, after Anthony Eden's resignation, Howard McClellan becomes Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Uh, January 11th, 1957, African con uh, the African Convention is founded by uh, in Dakar. Uh, January uh, 12th, Southern Christian Leadership Council, that is S. CLC was founded. January 16th, uh, 1957, three B-52s leave California for first non-stop round-world flights and returned 
on January 18th. Uh, completed the around the world flight in 45 hours and 19 minutes. There you go. In between that, though, January 17th, 1957, Nine Country Commission recommends creation of BART. There you go. Uh, what else? Uh, January 23rd, 1957, Whammo Company produces first Frisbee disc, originally called the Pluto Platter. <laughs> oh, you Frisbees used to be called Pluto Platters? I love that. I love that so much. I love it. Love it. Oh, we're just going to play Ultimate uh, Ultimate Pluto Platters. Ultimate Platters. Oh, Ultimate Platters sounds like an amazing cooking show. Would you imagine... Would you imagine Ultimate Platters being a cooking show on the Food Network? I wish they were still called that. Right! Pluto Platters. It's amazing. The name got changed to Frisbee in 1958. Ugh. There you go. January 26th, Dutch Pacifist Society Party formed. That's exciting for those people into there. January 29th, Graham Greene's Potting Shed premieres in New York City. January 30th, accepts Alsenhauer Doctorate. January, uh, January 31st, 1957, the trans-Iranian oil pipe was finished. And also, there were eight people dead in uh, Pasanoma, California, killed mid-air collision with the Douglas D-7 airliner and all ship F-89 Scorpion and jet of flight. That's unfortunate. Well, that's that's a sad one uh, to end on. Um, this entry here, though, January 1st, Ruth Draper, U.S. I'm going to stuff this up. El... Elcrosuriest. Elco... Turin... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, he has two ages listed. I'm just going to paste this... to the chat. He died at age... 67... or 72. How do you have two ages? That I don't understand. How, do, how does that even... How does that even work? Did they, were they not sure what his age was? Did he not have a birth birthday, probably? Uh, the KKK was still doing things. Fred Stein, TV panelist. Life begins at 80. Uh, dies at 88. Uh, and Minister of Foreign Affairs dies 65. Okay, well, you know what? Sad, sad ending to the year that was January 1957. The year that was a month. U U.S. anthropologist dies at 67 or 72. You don't really know his age. Kind of like that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was... This is not my show! Or is it? I forget. I can't remember. 
Is it the same as you remember, or is it the same as it ever was? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the same as you remember, same as it ever was. Indeed. Well, that was fun. Now it's time to tell you a story. Now, I I have a phone, right? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to start the story off like that. <laughs> I have a phone. <laughs> I have one phone. And I, I get some weird phone calls sometimes because I, I am an international person. I, I, I produce podcasts here in Australia. Uh, it's, it's beautiful here actually today. It's great um, jumper wearing day. I don't often get to wear jumpers on, on podcasts. So it's, quite good to, to do that actually I wish I could do that more often but I have a phone <laughs> raise your hand in the chat room if you have a phone on an audio podcast where it's only just me on screen but raise your hand uh, actually you can put it in the chat the chat's on screen so I have a phone right it's it's Captain America it's it's delicious uh, <laughs> Captain America not the phone uh, so and I, I I have I have my phone number on my email signature, right? My, my full phone number on my email, right? So for me, it wouldn't be too far out of the ordinary to, uh, to receive a phone call that wasn't from my local area, right? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be untowards to occasionally, and I do occasionally, uh, very rarely though, but it is, it does happen, uh, that I receive a phone call from another country, right? I, 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 I work internationally, I, I, I have pie, fingers in many pies, I have American friends, uh, you know, and I do work for other Americans, have and, and will and do, that's a weird way to say that, but, you know, you're probably thinking to yourself, hurry up and get to the story. But, the point is, at about, actually, I didn't look up this time. Why do I have to say about? I know when exactly this happened. Uh, this happened, uh, I've got a text message. Um, I... Where is... Did it get wiped? My mask not got wiped. Okay. So, I got a phone call at approximately 6.31pm yesterday. And it it was an international number. Now, I have to preface this by saying I did not answer the phone. Nor did it ring for the entirety, which is apparently a part of the... Um, a part of this scam, which is a separate scam than, than what the one we're going to be talking about is, because I did my research on this straight after I got the call, because it woke me up. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was asleep by 6pm. Uh, <laughs> I'm old. But it was an 
a number and part of the reason why I didn't answer it, did not answer it was it was from the it was from Central Africa. And I wanted to answer it and started uh, the Central uh, African Republic. I wanted to start singing it and uh, I wanted to start singing Africa uh, to it, but I didn't, thankfully. Start singing Africa on the phone, that'd be hilarious. Uh, but it's. I thought it was weird. It rang twice and then they hung up. So even if I wanted to answer it, which I didn't, I couldn't. Uh, so. And I was, thought it was weird going, why is someone from Africa calling me? So the longer the short it is. Apparently, it's again more Japanese scams, but it the 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 word for the scam comes from a Japanese one. I think it was called uh, One Punch Out or something. I I better look it up actually now that I've started talking to it. Uh, 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 no. Also, why are people getting phone calls from my own number? What is that about? If you get a phone call from your own phone or a robocall, here's some advice to consider. Just hang up. Don't engage the caller or press one of the buttons on the phone. It'll be removed from their list. But that's weird getting a phone call from your own phone. I'd be more worried about that than receiving a scam call. The calls are coming from inside the phone. Oh, it's Ghost Dale. Get out of here, Ghost Dale. Get out of here. But... So I got a phone call from Africa, and it's a it's a one punch out scam where they trust people to pick up within the first call or two, and they that you kind of you know you kind of do. I normally do pick up within the first two calls, but seeing that I I didn't because it was a Central African uh, nation, and if you and if if I do have any African fans, I you, you are free to call me. That's not a that's not a thing. Uh, you can, but your email is quicker and less expensive. Show at geek-io.net. GLS in the subject line. Uh, it's easier. It's quicker. Or Discord. So there you go. That's that's also easier. Uh, but there you go. Uh, so it was a scam, and oftentimes it's a redirect and a reverse charge out to an adult. Uh, a, a presumably straight adult, you know, sex line. Adult entertainment line. Sorry, I said the S word. I said the S word. You know. And that's a good point. Corson Rodas points out, if I don't recognize the number or actually have the number saved in my phone, I don't answer. If it's important, they would leave a voicemail. They didn't even get to my voicemail before they uh, they hung up. But yeah, again... And sometimes I do miss phone calls. If I'm on air, for example, I don't answer my phone on air. I, I sometimes flick off a quick test, text and go, on air, talk soon, XOXO. Um, <laughs> I do that to everyone. I said everyone XOXO. It's it's really weird. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but I, I also text them, happy Easter, XOXO. Uh, but also, uh, you know, and they, the, the adult entertainment 
apparently from what I was reading, the adult entertainment line uh, can, like, put you on hold. And apparently the hold music never ends. Also, this just occurred to me, someone would have had to have tested that. Someone... Huh. How do people know this? Do people stay on the phone for extended periods of time to test these scams out? Or do people have inside information? People probably have inside information. So, no, they, they actually test it, which is weird. Uh, but, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, if, if people leave me a voicemail or, or fling me a text and go, Hey, I'm, I'm, you missed my call, you bitch. What do you want? <laughs> XOXO. But, yeah, no, it's... And I thought it was weird because... I've never, I've received text scams before, but I've never actually been called scammed. I, I didn't answer. Again, I did not answer. But I just thought I've never had the phone call. And apparently, uh, it's going around at the moment, and people have been called up to, like, ten times in one day. And at that hour, I don't know what the time would have been in Africa, 6.30 at night. It would have been quite late. Huh. Wouldn't have been early. Would have been would have been early morning, but anyway, that doesn't stop robots. Robots are twenty four hours. Turns out, robots are twenty four hours. Uh, but the scam this week, the new scam, and that, that those articles that I've been that I were reading uh, happen in like twenty sixteen. This one uh, is been getting left, being getting left. Come on. Being left voicemails in Mandarin on my phone. This is... Uh, what should I do? Police have said... Issued a warning. Same with a sophisticated phone scam targeting people in Australia. Which has already cost a victim $2 million. Uh, here is... Uh, the police... Telling more. And it's muted. And I'm not playing that ad. And... Oh, here we go. No, it's not an ad to a worldwide scam targeting the Chinese community. We have offenders who contact victims on the phone purporting to be from the Chinese embassy and say that the victim has committed either an offence or their identity has been stolen. As a result, the victim has been asked to provide money to pay fines or a debt. I want to stress that the Chinese embassy would never contact a victim asking them to pay money over the phone. If you are a receiver of any of these type of phone calls, I'd suggest that firstly you hang up, notify the local police, but whatever you do, under no circumstances are you to pay any money. They either speak in English and then they, tran then they um, transfer to an Asian language. They basically say, depending how the victim is cooperating or not, they say they're from the Chinese embassy, the victim has had their identity stolen or have committed an offence or they've outstayed their visa. If the victim hesitates about paying money, they're then threatened and as a result, um, the victim's then asked to supply their bank details or transfer money, which they're doing. We've had incidents where victims have either they've been threatened themselves or their family back in China have been threatened. Yes, Oof. we have had instances where the victim has said that they don't have any money um, and they haven't got access to the money, so the, the offender or the person making the call uh, asks the victim to stage a kidnapping um, so that they can get what? money from overseas from their parents. Uh, at this stage, we've had wow. at least 50 reports. In the last week alone, we've had three reports of kidnapping, um, but a lot of victims aren't coming forward and reporting to the police. So that's why we'd encourage them to do so.
but more importantly we'd encourage them under no circumstances are they to pay any money. It uh, targets victims who are actually on a working visa or on a student visa in Australia and so they might that not have sense. a full understanding of our, um, uh, our legislation in this country. So they're, they're vulnerable people and often they're isolated because their family are back overseas. Huh. I mean, that makes sense. Wow, kidnappings? That's a lot. Uh, the recent months... Oh, this webpage is being... Uh, jerky... Uh, whether you understand it or not, authorities have warned smartphone users to hang up immediately. Police have warned uh, phone scam targeting Chinese nationals in Australia uh, by pretending it's uh, from an embassy uh, uh, demanding a large sum of money. News.com.au reported on that scam earlier this week. Uh, quote, we have offenders contacting victims uh, on the phone uh, pur purporting... Huh? Per purporting to be from what? No, stop, stop this. We have offenders contacting victims on the phone, purporting to be from the Chinese embassy. That's not the right word there, right? It should be the word reporting, but it's it's purporting on the phone, purporting to be. That's okay. Uh, I'm just crazy. Uh, so there's that also. So there you go. And say that victims are either committed an offence or have had their identity stolen. As a result, victims are asked to pay fines or a debt. Quote, uh, financial Crime Squad Commissioner Detective Superintendent Linda Howard. You go, girl, with all those titles. You rock this world. I told at a conference on Wednesday afternoon, I would stress that the Chinese embassy would never contact a victim to pay money over the phone. We have had incidents uh, where... Go away. We've had instances where uh, the victim is threatened on all the family back in China is threatened. Uh, she said uh, the cases where the victim has not paid any money, in these cases the victim was interrupted... Uh, in, oh, sorry, instructed to occasionally kidnapping so they can get the money from overseas parents. One victim in New South Wales had $1.9 million stolen. Jeepers. Oh, and by the way, in case you didn't know, this is a picture of an iPhone. Uh, just, just, in the middle of this article, just in case you weren't aware, this is what an iPhone looks like. According to, uh, according to Detective Superintendent Howard, there have been 50 reports of this incident across New South Wales with three calls this week alone. Jeepers. Uh, here is how to detect and avoid online scams. Just a friendly reminder to everyone. Uh, you might be the only one that is thinking that, but online scammers target everyone. Uh, the best way to minimize risks of being scammed is playing this music. If someone contacts you via, uh, out of the text uh, or an email on social media, uh, they are suspicious because that's how that works. Uh, or if you're given a fake link, uh, or something generic, uh, poor presentation, unofficial email addresses, uh, bad bad grammar, request uh, money from individuals. Uh, if you're unsure if something is a scam or not, avoid clicking on links or opening attachments. 
and if you're sure that it's a scam, delete it immediately to avoid any potential risk. Share this story. News. <laughs> just in case, just in case you're confused on what this was, this is news. <laughs> Again, just to save any confusion, this is news. This is news. Uh, uh. Yeah, no, scams affect everyone every day, and there seems to be more and more of them uh, going around, and it's, it's, it's a shame, really, but people like that exist in this world, which is, which is unfortunate. Alright, uh, well, you know what, uh, I think we're gonna take a quick break, I think, and then we're gonna come back and tell you about the, uh, the newest victim to fall to site blocking. So this is, Australia has this magical thing where they tell ISP, ISPs not to allow Australians to use our particular sites. And Amazon is going to fall victim to this. We'll tell you more as we continue here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure as always. And we'll see you after these messages. Stay tuned. give you a big dose of genericness. This is the Generic Live Show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure as always. We're having a good show. We're, we're killing it. <laughs> Move it. I can't believe it's, it's 20 minutes to the hour already. I just... I, ah, it's so much to do. Uh, apologies for that random... Ooh! <laughs> I hit a button and it set that off, which... I'm never going to press the OO button again, apparently, but it's... Hi, production. Uh, thanks for joining me. This music's bumping today. We're getting, uh, getting your workout on. I found a, uh, a, a new royalty-free music. I've been being, I, I've seen sent uh, a lot of royalty-free music of late, so it's, it's great. So I can't... Uh, I'm getting to it all, so please, we do like actually suggestions on the show. If you've got bumper music that you want featured actually, or if you've got anything else, any clips or anything, or feedback in general, please do email in show at geek-io.net, that's S-H-O-W, at geek-io.net, that's G-E-K hyphen I-O dot net. Put G-L-S subject in the, uh, in the subject line somewhere, so it will get filtered to me. Uh, you know, it, it's or generic in a specific line. <laughs> something, something relating to this show. G GLS is is a good one because it's short and sweet. So there you go. 
the show itself isn't short or sweet, actually, for that matter, so it's quite the opposite. Put the longest live stream in the history of the world in the subject line. Uh, anyway, so the, the number of cases of this happening of Amazon, I'm sorry, of Australia, I've ruined it now, of Australia blocking US sites. This t Okay, well, let's just... Alright. Good morning. Uh, how is everyone today? Everyone good? Alright, let's just jump straight into this. Uh, Amazon, this is coming from Amazon this time, not the Australian government, which is kind of a strange move, but we'll, we'll get into it as, we're, as we continue uh, here. Amazon, to block its US websites from Aussie shoppers over new GST rules. Uh, which, is, which is strange that Amazon will now block its US websites from Aussie shoppers over new GST rules. Australia's will be blocked from shopping on Amazon's... Uh, Amazon's international websites and restricted to uh, smaller local platforms as e-commerce giant responds to the government's new GST rules on online purchases. Uh, do, 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 do. uh okay, there we go. Uh, just sorting something out. Okay. Uh, where am I up to? The move is seem like a win for lo uh, local retailers which has lobbied for 10% tax to apply for all goods and purchases for offshore retailers, not just on those greater than $1,000. So the current law currently states that, uh, that all purchases over $1,000 to be shipped to the country is to face goods and services tax, which is 10%, uh, by the way, which means that there'd be $100 GST applied to products over $1,000 which would then make it go to 1,100, which is really weird. Uh, just look at this amazing box. This amazing box and this amazing hand. Hmm. Australians will be restricted to Amazon's local website from July. Quote, they think they have the right to play no tax in Australia. Harvey Norman's chairman, Gary Harvey, said on Thursday as Amazon's declaration to blacklist the country. Now, okay, for those not in the know... Uh, not in the, no, those not in the know, uh, who Gary Harvey is, uh, and those of you not in the know who Dick Smith is, who we've talked about on this show before, both people are very, hmm, what's the word? They're very passionate people about the retail and manufacturing industry in Australia. So much so that I believe it was Gary Harvey or either Gary Harvey or Dick Smith who is a... a he owns a whole bunch of grocery lines and he also had a failed tech shop, which is a weird thing to say out loud. Uh, and 
both both of which are very passionate to both of which they uh, said that we should stop importing to this country yeah that was a thing uh, they've done the dirty on the government now they've done the dirty on the public I, <laughs> Harry Harvey you can't win you cannot win don't, don't give up you cannot win we live in a we live in a global society you don't like you don't like Amazon the fact that they're not paying tax uh, goods and services tax because they're online uh you know or you don't want them to charge tax to their customers so you expect you expect these mega corporate uh, the Amazon to swallow this tax or something I don't understand and by the way Gary Harvey, I'd hate to inform you about your own company, but spoiler alert, your customers pay goods and services tax on the products that they buy from your store. That's right, you charge customers GST, because that's the law. <laughs> Stop importing, like everything? Yes, everything, and we should live off what we make here in Australia, which is basically Vegemite and Colgate toothpaste. Uh, <laughs> Yes, stop importing everything. So yes, we live off we live off kangaroo and Vegemite and Colgate toothpaste. <laughs> Which don't ask about Colgate toothpaste. How? I know, you can't do it. And we also have wheat here, so I suppose we could do something with that. <laughs> we can't make bread because we can't import anything. We just eat raw meat. <laughs> In cane sugar. We could live off cane sugar. I mean, that could work. At least we could have energy somehow by just eating raw, natural sugar. And bananas. Yeah, bananas. But they're not in pajamas. Uh, and we have beef, I suppose. We don't grow corn here. Uh, so we have beef. We could live off beef. We could live off kangaroo. We just... Oh, one way we could do that, though, is we could uh, hone in the uh, crocodile, uh, uh, crocodile, uh, not infestation, but crocodile nuisances by turning them into steak, too. Crocodile's really good, you guys, by the way, just FYI. Uh, we don't have corn, we have beef, so I suppose we could have beef. Uh, uh, is there land uh, fertile land issues? It's just we don't have... No one's started to grow corn, so we just didn't grow corn. I don't know what it is actually. I think it's that. I think no one's no one's grown corn, so we're not we can't be bothered growing it, so we haven't grown it. Uh it does get cold in parts, if that's what you want, and hot in parts as well. Also, why aren't we turning the majority of Australia into farmland again? Remind me. Oh yeah, that's right. Seventy percent of Australia is inhabitable. <laughs> I caused the rhino beanie to the punch. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, Australia is mostly desert, right? Yes. <laughs> like, 70% of it is desert. Well, that, that, don't quote me on that, but it, it is a lot. <sighs> but anyway, back to Amazon blocking things in, in this country. Uh, Amazon said uh, that Amazon.com, its American website, and other overseas sites will no longer ship to Australian addresses from July 1. Shoppers visiting those sites will be directed to Amazon.com.au, which la launched late last year, and stocks about 60 million products, compared to almost half a 
billion by the US side. Oh my god, Amazon uses 60, a half a billion products? Okay, sure. July 1 is the new, uh, the date the new rules come into effect, uh, forcing online retailers uh, to do the 10% of GST on all purchases. This is called so called Amazon tax. Was brought in after heavy leveling by local retailers, which have to apply GST to all sales, whether it's online or in store, to even the playing field with international online rivals. Now, uh, it was originally the Netflix tax before Netflix got good out here, so there's that. Quote, while we regret every inconvenience this may cause customers, we have to access the workability of legislation as a global business with multiple international sites, an Amazon spokesperson said. Treasurer Scott Morrison slammed Amazon for being unwilling to collect GST while other online retailers worked with the system. Quote, the second biggest company in the world, run by the richest man in the world, shouldn't leave, have a, get a lead pass for paying tax in Australia. Very true. Our fellow online trader eBay has threatened to block foreign sellers from its marketplace if the tax changes went ahead, but on Thursday it said uh, it'd be working on a way to collect GST on overseas sales without restricting any sellers. Quote, eBay's GST solutions will allow us to collect GST from any currency from any seller uh, from anywhere on eBay's site. And eBay spokesperson said, this requires major changes to eBay's global systems, and we are working to have these ready by July 1st. Uh, it's July... Th uh, July... It's Sunday, July... Uh, July the 5th. Sorry, you kind of... Uh, January... Uh, j it's June... Sunday, June 5th. So, you know, you got time. Uh, Mr. Price, who spends... About $500 a year on Amazon.com, mostly for computer components, and aren't available locally. He says that he and many Australians would likely uh, get around a blockade by using package redirection services, which receives orders shipped to an address in the US and then forward them to Australia. Hey, that's an idea and a half. Not that I'll ever use that. Not that I ever have a pink tie on the way to my house, he says. Very, very, uh, very seriously and squirming in my seat because technically I'm not wrong. It is my tie, but it's coming to my house. If anyone asks, uh, <laughs> that's an odd joke that I don't even think made it onto the internet. But anyway, it is now. It's pink, and I'm gonna love it. Uh, oh, we've got, we got, we got, we got, we got a video. Got a Vadero here. Uh, I mean, we have a Vadero with sound, right? From the 1st of July, all of its goods shipped from overseas will be subject to the GST. The Treasurer says it's not before time. $7 billion in additional sales revenue is being dragged into the tax net, especially from those big multinationals. So, the second biggest company in the world, run by the richest man in the world, shouldn't get a leave pass on paying tax in Australia. Amazon has told its local customers that to comply with the law, Australians will be blocked from shopping on their overseas websites. 
We regret any inconvenience this may cause. From 1 July, we'll be redirecting Australian customers from our international Amazon sites to amazon.com.au. The company says it will add 4 million items to the local site, but concedes that fewer products will be available. Amazon believes it's too complicated to administer Australians shopping on their international sites. However, online rival eBay won't be following suit. We're not going to penalise the Australian consumer. We're not going to make it inconvenient for them. Traditional retailers who've lobbied for years for the... Oh, here we go. ...welcomed the levelling of the playing field. Amazon are dreadful people. For ten years they haven't... Uh, oh, OK. Alright, Amazon are apparently terrible people. Geek-o.net slash Amazon, by the way. You can kick a little bit extra to us and it doesn't cost you anything. That's Amazon America, Canada, and UK. They're great people. Also, what have Amazon ever done to you, Gary Harvey? Just FYI. Pay tax. We've all paid tax. They've never paid tax because they've never, haven't been technically established here for more than 12 months. I mean, they'll have to pay tax this year. I'm assuming that Amazon would have to pay company tax this year, right? In Australia? <laughs> That's not my business. Tax. They've evaded tax for 10 years. Despite the tax change, the shift to online shopping is not slowing down. We are aware that within the next five years, um, it will represent 15% or thereabouts of the total, total retail industry, which it now Oof. only represents around seven. By comparison, the growth in traditional retailing is just keeping up with inflation. David Spicer, ABC News, Sydney. Wow, all right, well, I did not know that. That's, huh. Okay, well, it, it is, it's growing, it's growing. And we've got something else here uh, from, I think it's from news.com.au, if it loads. We've got another Videro here. Amazon to stop shipping to Australia. And again, this is news, apparently. And it's not going to work. Oh, here we go. Yes, it will. Come on. Come on. Is there going to be an ad? I, we're going well today. Is there an ad? Are we going to get interrupted by an ad? I've got my hand over the mute button. Oh, wait, what? Something's happening. Okay, stop. I'm going to start this again. Watch this. <laughs> Every daytime talk show ever. Amazon will stop. Is there actual talking in this? Because. Uh, I mean, the music's great. Uh, uh, while we regret uh, the inconvenience that this will cause. Uh, and there's no real video here. Alright, well. This is, this is also helpful. Uh, and this is just a wall of text, which is also helpful. Uh, apparently there was something here that Mr. Turnbull come out and said that you can avoid it somehow? Uh, of course, we're going to proceed with this. You told reporters on Friday. It's a 300 million estimated revenue that's going to be to the states and territories for schools and hospitals. Oh. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, <laughs> that's adorable. Taxes are actually going to schools and hospitals. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I don't know what that's meant to mean. <laughs> uh, I find it hard to believe that one of the world's most 
technologically advanced companies two years later now and they're unable to work out technological solution to, uh, to come to simple applications for a sales tax product in Australia. They've only been operational since Christmas. That's December, January, February, March, April, May. And I'm assuming they're going to stay open in June. Seven months they've been open for. I'm going to assume they're going to be open in March. Uh, they face a different VAT and rates all around the world, UK and Canada. Uh, oh, cheapest. Okay, here we go. Here's a good comparison, actually. Well, oh, for example, the popular Unicomp Ultra Classic Keyboard, a favourite amongst PC enthusiasts, sure, costs $139 on Amazon.com, but $360 on Amazon.com.au. That's 160% markup, while Mark Jacobs Jane West End Sudo Handbag, sure, Costs $834 compared to $2,172. Yo! Ouch. Here's how you can do it. First, you need to sign up for a VPN. Switch to an IP, US IP address, and well, there you go. Uh, not going to advocate that. ProXPN, Geek20 at checkout for 20% off. Uh. The, the government doesn't uh, doesn't apologise for ensuring multinationals pay a fair amount of tax in Australia. The tax revenue is used to fund essential services. Well, you know, there you go. Amazon, Amazon.com is being blocked in Australia. That's the news. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Dale, you butchered that word. Which word? What word? Amazon? Uh, where was I? If multinationals... Mainstream Shopping Center. Uh, the government doesn't apologize for ensuring multinationals pay a fair, uh, pay a fair amount of tax here in Australia. That tax revenue is used to fund essential services. Like schools and churches. Ah, oh, so do... <laughs> wow, is the Twitch delay that bad? <laughs> wow, the delay is that bad today. Oof. That's rough. I don't know handbags. That's not my thing. I mean, despite all evidence to the contrary, that's not... That's that's definitely not my thing. Sudoed. Is it Sudoed? Is it Sudoed? Sudoku. Sudoku. Get a Sudoku bag for $2,000. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn today? As, as, that gets turned down. As we rounded out the show, SWAD, sorry. SWAD? SWAD? Swari? Swari! Sidoody! <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn today? Put in the chat what you learned. Uh, today, we learned that if you have a baby with your secretary, you can get paid $150,000 to do a pay-all interview. Uh, <laughs> we also learned the best way to, uh, if the best way 
for you to ensure your privacy is to go on national television and resume with politics. We also learnt that the Australian Australians are going to be $24 well off now as they raise the minimum wage 3.5% and we learnt we learnt that the Japanese are getting weird of her the day as they have <laughs> croc holders I'm gonna say it like that holders for their crocs and no, I'm not talking about the land animal, or the water animal. Uh, croc animals. Uh, we learned that, uh, if you want a girlfriend, you need to buy these Japanese pants. Uh, we also learned that I received uh, the call, uh, a call from the great land of Africa. I have African fans now. That's exciting. I didn't answer. By the way, just just a heads up, I did not answer. Uh, also learnt that the Chinese are also being scammed. Uh, we also learnt that don't give money over the phone. I also learnt that Amazon is going to be blocking its website for all... Uh, Amazon America is going to be blocking its US site from Aussie shoppers July 1... We're gonna have it's gonna get it's gonna get interesting. Uh, we also learnt that ProXPN, as a sponsor of this show, use Geek Twenty at checkout. All right, if there's nothing else we have learnt today, I'm Dale Campbell. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/thedalecampbell. That's T-H-E-D-A-L-E-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. I'm also that on Instagram. Uh, you can listen to um, you can watch more of what I do uh, here on Twitch.tv/slash/GeekIO Show. Uh, YouTube.com slash Show is where the archives are. Patreon.com slash Show is you can support everything that we do on this network, including the Drunk Live Show pre-show, post-show, the Geekaya Show pre-show, and so much more. The Manipool, Anime Otaku Show, Small Screen Spoiler Show. I'm probably missing some because we do so many damn shows on the network every single week, and it's a pleasure as always. And you can keep the conversation alive once we go offline. By heading over to geek-io.net slash discord and keeping the conversation alive once we go offline. Uh, you can email the show at any time, show at geek-io.net, put GLS in the subject line, and it'd be greatly appreciated to hear from you. Uh, there is a show next week, I think. Uh, I believe so. I know the I know CJ and Rachel are coming. Uh, to the Great Land Down Under, but I believe that that is next, uh, the week after next. For me, for chat, for the chat room, the amazing chat room, and that one guy who wants to go at it with my kangaroo in the background, we'll see you all next time. Bye!
executive at John Desky Media Network Production. Copyright 2018. You see how that works? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>